When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. I am doing something a little different. If you have read the title of this episode, and yes, I said throwing it back with Lola. This is going to be a new series that I am going to try to incorporate in my podcast where I throw it back, a hashtag throwback um, about a current rewatch that I've done. It usually will be a drama that I've watched in the past, hence rewatch. Um, maybe one that I've watched multiple times before, and you know, but still had has been some time since I last watched it. Or it could be a drama that I've only watched once and never rewatched. And then it's like years later and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to finally rewatch this drama. And this episode, these, these episodes in this series are going to be a little bit more structured where I'm going to have very key um, components. I'm going to do a summary slash kind of spoilery kind of tell of what this, the drama is about. Then I'm going to talk specifically just about the characters. Yes, I'm a character gal. You know, if you listen to any of my previous episodes that Lola loves a character. She loves a well-drawn character. She likes a round, full character, a dynamic character. She loves them. She loves them, loves them, loves them. And I can go on and on about them if they're good. So I'm going to dedicate an entire little segment to just talking about the characters or a character that I really enjoyed or something like that. So just highlighting on a character or characters. And then I'm going to discuss my memory um, of the first time watching it. So kind of just take myself back in time. I'm going to time travel a little bit there and just remember, like, what was my initial thoughts while I was watching it? Uh, Can I recall how I felt after finishing? Can I recall um, anything significant that happened while watching the drama at the time? So I'm just going to kind of just try to harken back to that time period when I first initially watched the drama. And then I'm going to let you know if my original kind of thoughts or impressions um, of the drama after watching it for some, you know, years later, if it's changed, if my thoughts are the same, if I feel exactly the same, or if I discover something new about the drama or discover that I don't like the drama as much or something like that, you know, I'm just going to kind of compare my um, initial thoughts to my current thoughts after the rewatch. So that is what I'm going to try to do for you today. And I'm excited about this. It was kind of just something I thought would be a nice kind of incorporation to my podcast where I'm always kind of talking about current currently airing dramas, um, currently finished dramas that everyone's watching. But I, I know that there are probably people who are listening to my podcast who 
have not watched a lot of older dramas and when I say older I'm not I'm not going back to the 90s I'm gonna just tell you that now but as far as like you know early 2000s um, k-dramas or like the early uh, 2010s uh, k-dramas you know I just feel like a lot of people haven't really gone back to those and or maybe they never even saw them so I want to kind of just highlight some of some of those dramas after rewatching them and letting you know if it's something that I would recommend you know you travel back in time to watch um so yeah let's let's do it i'm excited so if you can see by the title i'm going to be throwing it back with um a drama that aired in i believe the summer late summer of two yeah 2014 and it was kind of like a friday saturday drama in the evening and it was on TVN. So back in the day when TVN came on the scene as a network for K-dramas, it was to me, and this is again, I'm getting a little off base here before I get to the drama, but TVN, when it came on the scene back then, it was the kind of rebel child of the networks. So you had your kind of your, your big ones, you have NBC, KBS, SBS, um, and those big three are like, you know, they dominated. the the airwaves right but then tvn came along as like a cable television um channel and it spiced things up it brought a lot more kind of like um spicier topics in k-dramas i just remember being kind of like whoa 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 i don't this is where where are we going with this it kind of turned k-dramas a little bit on its head for me at that time mind you marriage not dating the drama that i'm going to be talking about in 2014 was not the first drama on tvn to kind of do whatever so that's not the point of this story but i just wanted to mention the network that it was on because that i think was a testament to the type of drama that marriage not dating is um so the drama is titled marriage not dating that's like the literal title and to me the title doesn't do it justice at all like it doesn't even i it doesn't really resonate with the kind of point of the story but that's neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> so Marriage Not Dating stars um, Yeon Woo Jin and Han Gru as our two kind of lead um, main characters. But then we have some other kind of main characters that are right alongside with them. And you have Jin Woon was in this drama. Yes, he is the um, K-pop artist from 2AM. You also had Han Sun-hwa um, and Ho Jong-min. So when I started this drama, I um, was familiar with not many of them. I was most familiar with Jin Woo um, because of K-pop and 2AM and Woo Jin. I think those were the only two that I really were familiar with at the time. Han Gru was new to me, um, Sun Hua was new to me, and Jung Min was new to me. But either way, all of these actors are the kind of centerpieces to this drama. Yes, we have the two main leads, but everyone else in this drama were critical and important characters, and they look at me already getting into characters because like you know I love them but you know okay let me not jump ahead of myself so let me just give a quick summary about what this drama was about um so <laughs> yo when um Yeon Woo Jin he plays the character Kong Ki I loved his name in the drama like hearing them say his name in the drama I don't know I just really love that 
that name. Um, but Gong Ki Tae, he is a um, plastic surgeon. He's, you know, very successful. He has his own plastic surgery, like, office. He um, comes from a well-off family. His father is a professor at a you know, huge university, and his mother is a housewife and kind of just, like, stands by the sideline to support her um, important husband. And then you... Um, also have in his home that lives with his mother and his father, his his grandmother on his father's side, and his aunt, who's his father's sister. So that is kind of like his home life setup. However, he does not live at home. He obviously has his own place. And the kind of point to the story is that this place that he lives in is this lo- lovely kind of apartment um, that his mother his family owns and his kind of thing is that he is basically trying to buy this apartment from his mom and she won't sell it to him <laughs> and she's doing it on purpose um the reason why she's doing this to um kite is because she wants him to get married uh, definitely of a woman of her choosing and he is refusing just fighting tooth and nail saying absolutely not I refuse to get married I just want to be by myself I just want to live alone um we learn and find out that there was a point in his kind of time in his youth or whatever when he was engaged to be married um to the character played by Han Sunwa who is Kang um, Seya he was engaged to be married to her she's also a fellow um, plastic surgeon you know so she's comes from a well-to-do family um just like him so she was a perfect candidate to be married to and he genuinely liked her you know they liked each other but he got to a point um, in their kind of relationship where he she was she was I guess he felt like she was suffocating him and he just felt like he wanted to be alone and she was doing too much and he was getting Kofi so he ended up calling off the wedding we find out later on in the drama and that's kind of like their backstory. But they've since remained friends. They, throughout the drama, consider themselves to be friends. Um, but yes, he refuses to get married. His mother is holding this this beautiful apartment that he lives currently and lives in um, over his head. And she's like, I'll give you this the minute you get married. And he's like, but I'm not getting married. And she's like, well, then you're not getting this apartment, you know? So that's kind of his thing with his mother. His mother wants him to marry. He refuses to marry. Um, however... He has a great friend, and I'm saying great friend facetiously. He has a good friend who is played by Jong, Ho um, Jong Min, and that character's name is Lee Hong Dong, Hong Dong, Hong Dong, and he is basically. Um, and also kind of like, you know, well, come from a well-to-do, son of a well-to-do family. He owns a restaurant. Um, and in his restaurant, he has a, um, a kind of cook who works there. And that character is Jin Woon's character, Han Yo Rum. So Young Rum works for Gong Ki Tae's best friend, Hong Don's restaurant. So this is how we're already seeing how they're all getting connected in the story. And Hong Dong, when we first meet him, he is basically trying to avoid his current girlfriend's engagement. Uh, I mean, proposal. His current girlfriend is played by Han Gru <laughs> and her name her character's name is Ju Jung Mi and Jung Mi means rose in um, Korean so that's another kind of thing that comes into play in the story but Jung Mi she is the girlfriend who is head over heels in love with um 
Kite's best friend. And she, when we meet her, is preparing to propose to him. She's like, I'm ready to get married to you. I'm going to propose to him. And he sent, picks up on this the minute that he kind of shows up at the little hotel room that she has kind of decorated and, and booked for the night. And he immediately is like, absolutely not. I have to get out of here. I have to escape, but I don't also want to break up with her. So he calls on um, um, Kite to show up and kind of like sabotage and destroy the proposal. So Jung Mi and Kite meet in this very kind of horrific scenario where she gets her heart broken by his best friend you know, while she's trying to propose to him and Kite just kind of like walks in and like steals him away and is being very obnoxious in this meeting. But, you know, Jung Mi, she doesn't take it as like they're broken up. She's just like, okay, that was a one-off situation. I'll try again at another date. <laughs> she doesn't take no for an answer. Let's just say that about Jung Mi. And comes to find out her boyfriend, Kite's best friend, he starts to completely blow her off. And she's like trying to ignore the fact that this is what he's doing. But eventually he... <laughs> He accuses her of stalking him because she's like, I'm not taking no for an answer. Where are you? And so she basically starts to like hunt him down at his restaurant and is looking for him, shows about his house. I think at one point, I mean, she just, she's, 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 she's not taking no for an answer. And in turn, he files, um, like a, like a restraining order against her and says she's been stalking him and like sends her to court literally for, for stalking. And yeah. All that turns into her kind of going back and forth with him and Kite, who's basically protecting him in a way. But in the process of him seeing how Jung Mi is, she's a little kind of, you know, she's not from a well-to-do family. Her family owns um, kind of like a chicken and beer shop. And, you know, she and they don't get along. And, you know, so marriage to her is not, you know, the best. But she wants to get married either, either way. But after this debacle with this boyfriend of hers, she kind of swears off of it and swears off of dating. And she's like, you know what? I'm done. It's over. There's no point. Um, Only to then get, like I said, mixed up with Kite, who decides that he (laughs) needs her help. He notices that the way that she is and kind of like how she just kind of will do what she needs to do. He calls her like a scene maker. She will make a scene to get her point across. She doesn't care who's around. She's, you know, she's she's kind of rough around the edges um, in Kite's eyes. So he approaches her with a kind of proposition after her debacle with going to court um, as a stalker and a restraining order filed against her. (laughs) He still approaches her and he um, asks her to basically pretend to um, be dating him, thus engaged to him so that to be married because he knows his mother will never accept her. And her kind of, his kind of deal with his mother is that, you know, you if I get married, then you'll give me the apartment. His mother's like, okay, yes, I, that's the deal. But she wants him to get married to someone that he wants, she wants him to get married to, you know, but he knows that she's never going to accept Jiang Mi. And if she can't accept the person that he wants to get married to, then he's going to basically say, well, then that's on you. I wanted to get married. You wouldn't let me get married. You know, that's kind of his plan of action with his mom to get his apartment. So he, you know, 
doesn't pay her. He just kind of like elicits her to to do this, and she does it. Um, and it's the the rest is history. So like that's how the story kind of takes place and takes off. So you do have these characters that all are intertwined: um, Jangmi, Kite, Yorum. Hundong and Seya. Um, and then you also have the parents in this story who are also very critical characters and kind of determining how these young folks are interacting with each other and how they view marriage and what marriage means to them. So it's lovely to see like this younger generation and this older generation and kind of like what marriage means to, to them. Um, Obviously, in the younger generation of the marriage, it seems like it's a kind of a joke. It doesn't seem like it's necessary. Um, why? Why do you need to get married? It's for you know the old, the olden way, the olden days. It's to kind of you know to better your situation, to marry into something so that you can gain things, and so it's more political. As in, you can see that with the parents, the older generation. So the comparison between the two was just genius. It was so well done, um, and of course the story takes a turn where as they're pretending to date to be engaged pretending to be engaged to be married and they start to go through the proceedings to get married and which is a proceeding when you're coming from a well-to-do family uh, <laughs> um, and it puts Jangmi through the ringer with you know her kind of mother future mother-in-law but in the process they end up falling for each other um, and as well as um, her future mother-in-law ends up falling for Jungmi as well. And it's just adorable and it's so sweet and it's so cute. And I ate it up the first time I watched this drama and I definitely ate it up again. I'm going to be honest, this is not my kind of first rewatch years later. You know, like I've rewatched this drama more than once. <laughs> so let me just start off by saying that this is definitely a drama that I've rewatched more than once. I haven't rewatched it in a few years now. It's been a couple years, but I've definitely watched it more than once because I enjoyed the drama that much. It is such a good drama to me. I think this is one of the few dramas where I feel like it went under the radar in its time and I feel like it's still under the radar to this day. Like I don't think many people have ventured back into watching this. I do feel like Han Gru at the time was not a big name as was some of the other people that were in the drama. This, I mean even Wu Jin, he wasn't a big name necessarily at this time. I mean is he still a big name? I don't know. <laughs> but he absolutely is amazing actor to me. Han Gru is one of the most comedic actresses I've ever watched. She is hilarious. I know she hasn't been in anything much after marriage, not, not dating, which was a shame. I'm going to be honest because, again, she is hilarious. Uh, but I know she's kind of gotten married and had kids. You know, like, I think she, like, has had a child or something like that. But either way, she hasn't acted um, since I mean, like she's definitely been, I think, done after um, marriage, not dating. But you know, which I good for her. But she it was a hidden talent there, really, really was. Um, but yeah, so now I'm gonna go ahead and talk a little bit about the characters. And in talking about the characters, I am going to be revealing more about the story and like how it plays out. So, like I said, we have our kind of five main characters, which is Jangmi, Kite, Yoram, Seya, and Hun Dong. The, the, the thing that makes them the main characters is that they are the ones who are kind of all 
playing around with like the dating and the relationship situations. But then there, the other major characters that we have would be a character named um, Hyunmi. Hyunmi is like um, a friend of Jungmi, and she works with Jungmi, um, and she ends up getting into a relationship and getting pregnant by <laughs> um, Jungmi's first boyfriend, which was Hong Dong. Like I know it's it's a lot of missing and matching couples in this story, which made it even more fun because Jungmi initially, while she's fake engaged to Kite. She is also falling for and dating Yorum. So she never likes Kite in the beginning. Like they are doing like a little mission together. They are partners in crime. But as far as like her being wanting to date him or be attracted to him or anything like that, she isn't in the beginning of this drama. She had just gotten, you know, her heart ripped out by his best friend. And now she was doing this kind of gig with him. But she also starts to like and date Yoram, who is the chef that works at her ex-boyfriend's restaurant. (laughs) So there we go. We have like her in this kind of triangle situation with three men um, in multiple kind of in multiple in different parts of the drama. And then you also have her friend who works with her, her job getting involved with her ex-boyfriend. And then you also have Sung um, Sehi, sorry, Seha, who used to date and be engaged to Kite, coming back into the picture, trying to bring herself back into Kite's life because she wants him to give her a baby, <laughs> you know? So it's just a lot that starts going on in this drama. And like I said, it's all convoluted in their relationships, but it was so fun to watch them kind of get wrapped up in each other's lives in these various ways. And then to see who ends up coming out together in the end. It was so much fun to see. I'm going to be honest. It was just so much fun. Um, and then you also have the parents, like I was saying, you have, um, Jiangmi's mother-in-law who or future mother-in-law who is Kite. She is played by the magnificent Kim Hae-suk and she plays the character, um, you know, I just call her the mother-in-law. Her name's not, you know, she has a name, but she is the mother-in-law. Um, and then you also have her husband, who is Kite's father, who basically has a mistress and has had a mistress most of their marriage together. And it's just a well-known fact in their family. And of course, Jiangmi coming into this family and trying to, you know, basically marry into this family, she sees all this and, and Jiangmi doesn't take any crap. Like I said, she's not one to hide her feelings. She keeps herself... You know, she keeps herself in the drama. She's always ready to start and stand up for somebody. She doesn't sit down and let anybody take, anyone that she cares about take any crap. So she ends up latching onto the mother-in-law situation and ends up kind of standing up for her mother-in-law who is at the same time does not like her is trying to kick her out you know so that's one of the fun little you know connections and relationships that we watch form as well um and then you also have um Zhang Ming's parent who parents who are just a bickering bickering bunch who should not be married still but in the process of them like her being engaged to be married to this kind of wealthy family they start to kind of 
get closer again to kind of like, you know, support Jungmi. And so Jungmi ends up enjoying that and seeing her fam- her her parents kind of work together and be together and talk to each other in a calm manner. And it's all because of this her, you know, this fake marriage that she's about to do with Kikte. So she ends up using Kikte just like Kikte um you starts it's using her in the beginning. So just all of this, all of these kind of characters and these family dynamics are just a lot there's there's a lot going on but when I tell you it was done very wisely and smart and it was there's no point where the characters felt like they they all had their own distinct personalities like for example um Seiya, she is also well-to-do she had comes from wealthy family she is has a her own you know practice she's a plastic surgeon she's successful she's older she's like you know not getting married because her you know marriage that she was going to get you know fell through and now she's just good friends with this guy um but her maturity and like her putting on this facade that she is like just so well to put together and she's like mature like it starts to crumble throughout the drama and I loved seeing that not because it was like good to see someone crumble but it was just this show like you know she wants a relationship just like everyone else. You know what I mean? Even though she was putting on like, I don't need to be married. I just want to get a kid. You know, at the end of the day, she reveals that she wants to have a kid with Kite because she wants to be with him again. You know, it's not that she just wants a kid and she's like, I'll raise him on my own. You don't have to worry about it. And it comes to be that she actually does want a relationship herself. So, you know, like seeing a character do that where they kind of present themselves in one way and then you end up seeing the layers peeled back. They did that with multiple characters in the story for the same thing with the mother-in-law um or Kite's mother the way she presents herself she's very similar to Seiya and um Kite kind of makes a note of that he's like one of the reasons why he kind of was turned off by Seiya and the end of their kind of like engagement was like it was giving my mother you know (laughs) he's like I don't want to marry my mother and he's like when he you know what comes to Jangmi to you know have her be the replacement I mean like to to play his you know fiance he picks her because she's the complete opposite of his mother complete opposite right that's what he thinks in his head he's like she's absolutely no not like my mother at all so she's a safe sure bet right like my mother's never gonna approve of her and even if I do happen to marry her like I'll allow her to date <laughs> Yoram while she's still married to me and she can do whatever she wants. Like he, he really is like mapping out in his head. Like she's the perfect candidate to be, um, married, unmarried to, right. Only to in the end of the drama reveal that he finds out like Jungmi is so much like his mother. Um, and it's the kind of same thing of like how much she loves him, you know? And I was just like, oh my goodness, I loved it so much. Like this revelation of like, it's Jungmi was so much, like how their personalities were different, yes. But at the same time, like the fact that they care for him and they were willing to do things for him to kind of like make sure he was good. It was just like, oh my goodness, like, man, I love, I loved their love story. I loved I love their love story. It's so, cause it's so, it was so unique. Like there was nothing kind of like linear about the way they fell in love and how they came together in the end. It was just kind of like, they were all over the place. Like I said, half of the drama 
Jung Mi is dating Yoram. Like that's the most of the drama. Like that is how this story works out. So in the in the beginning, she's dating Kite's best friend. So I loved how they ended up together, despite it being so kind of hodgepodge and non-linear and just all over the place. It's just a wonderful ride. It's an absolute wonderful ride. Um, so yeah, as far as characters go, I have to say though, my favorite character in this drama is um, Kim Hae-suk's character, the mother-in-law. She is by far one of the most wonderful characters I've ever seen. Like to see her story and how it plays out throughout this drama is just mwah, chef's kiss absolutely beautiful like I said she is presented in the beginning being someone who is very kind of like you know prim and proper she has all her ducks in a row she never has a hair out of place you know she is put together to a T at all times no one's gonna catch her slipping right like that is how she presents herself and Kite can't stand it and you know Jang Mi who when she meets her she's like what is this like who lives like this you know to her that this doesn't make any sense because Jang Mi is all over the place her hair is always out of place like she's always got something going on she's missing limping around missing the shoe you know slip and follow all over the place so she is very different from you know her mother-in-law when she you know meets her but then we start to see like with the influence of Jong Mi on her mother-in-law and kind of standing up for herself and recognizing like you have the right to live your own life you don't have to live for anyone else especially some men you know like your husband and your son like you don't have to live for them you know she gets that revelation throughout the time you know throughout the time with knowing Jong Mi um and in the process of trying to hate her she ends up revealing to her like more about herself and what how she should you know basically live so in the end of the the drama she makes a complete 180 you know and not in a in a sense of like she's a new new improved person or anything like that she's still herself as far as like she's prim and proper but she stands up for herself she lets it out you know lets her hair down a little bit and it's and she laughs you know and she smiles and she has a good time and it's just she gets into an actual physical fight altercation like it was so funny like it, this drama is hilarious it's so good it's so so cute I mean so many good Good, good things about it. I will say though, <clears throat> now that I've kind of gone through my characters and my kind of summary plump, spoiler situation, like I said, my memory of the first time watching this drama was definitely that it was kind of like game changing. It was a little spicy. I felt like it was handling um, topics in us, you know, or a topic that was a little more risque. The fact that Jung Mi was was not she was dating multiple men in this drama like she was with three guys in the span of one drama and I feel like that's not normal you know like and she you know she kissed all of them you know what I mean like so it was like I just it was it was good it was good to see and I remember thinking that then obviously years later from 2014 I mean it's not years later but it's you know quite some time you know dramas have changed and evolved and there's more and more stuff being put on on screen um in k-drama so that does not feel as kind of like woo as it did to me back then when I was watching it however um my kind of thoughts and impressions of it are the same the exact same um I loved everything about this drama. I love the setup. I love the plot. I love the fake dating, fake marriage, fake engagement situation. I love the fact that Jung Mi was with three different guys in the span of one drama. I love, <laughs> I love Jung Mi as a character being 
absolutely hilarious and all over the place. She stood up for what she believed in. She couldn't hold her tongue. She said what was on her mind at all points of time. She could never keep it in. Like she would never could keep something down. She was a scene maker and she knew she was. Um, I loved um, the kind of familial kind of connection and relationship between Kite and his mother. I loved how they, though on the complete opposite sides of the drama, as in like they were Everything they were doing were the opposite of each other. They didn't want a lot to do with each other. So in the very end of the drama, there's this very poignant, beautiful, beautiful scene where he kind of realizes who his mother was for him throughout his entire life. And he calls her on the phone. Because mind you, like they, they interact physically in the same scenes together. But whenever they do, it's like explosions him and his mother it's just like explosion after explosion after explosion so then this moment at the very end of the drama when he has basically finally realized what his mother has been in his life and why he should not resent her the way that he's been resenting her the his entire life when he realizes that he you know calls her on the phone while he's sitting in that beautiful apartment that he wants from her and that houses this beautiful memory of this time in his life where he believed he was in this apartment living by himself as a child and he finds out that that memory that he has of his childhood where he was like this was the happiest time in my life I was left alone in this apartment by myself and no one was bothering me and I just kind of hung out and chilled for 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 a week and it was lovely that memory is faulty because his grandmother ends up telling him you do realize that in that moment that week when you were living by yourself in this beautiful apartment your mother was here with you the whole time, right? And he's just like, wait, no, she wasn't. And his grandmother's like, no, she was. She was there with you the whole time. But she said something that literally makes me cry. Every time I, I've watched this drama multiple times, but every time I watch it, this scene always gets me because she says to him that you do realize like that is what a mother is. You do. They are always there, always there. So much so like the air around you that you don't even sometimes realize their presence because it's just there and you take it for credit. Oh my goodness, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Like that scene gets me every time because it's so true. Like I love mothers <laughs> as like a general concept. I love mothers. And so, like I said, this mother character and then that kind of revelation at the end that Kite, his character and how his kind of resentment towards his mother is founded on this this memory. And it's like, you do realize your mother was there for you during that time. And the reason why you don't remember her is because she was doing what mothers do. She was just there, you know, just being beside you, just letting you live while she was taking care of everything around you, you know? Ugh. So poignant. I'm telling you, so meaningful, so, so beautiful. And then... He, you know, after this, you know, revelation with his grandmother, he ends up, you know, alone in his, you know, this apartment. He calls his mother on the phone and she picks up the phone and they and he just sits there crying on the phone. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But I tell you, acting on 10,000 of superb. When I say Yo, Woojin is one of my favorite male actors in the K-drama game. He is. I mean, he is one of my faves. And that scene of him just crying on the phone with her, not having to say anything. And she's sitting there on the other end of the line like she gets it. And it's just like, oh my goodness. When I tell you, this drama has so much 
to it. I mean, it's hilarious. It's funny. I mean, it's laugh out loud. Like I flap my knee laughing at this drama, but at the same time, it deals with like some really kind of deep topics as far as like a familial kind of connection between a mother and a son, a mother who allows for a mistress to be a part of her life. Like what kind of mother allows for that? And it kind of reveals that, you know, and then just the way that the the young folks are viewing marriage and relationships or even having a child with someone else, like what that looks like, what that means. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. There's so much deepness and richness to this drama in this guise of like comedy and I just wish more people recognize how beautiful this drama is um hands down one of my favorite dramas of all time I've like I said I've rewatched it multiple times and rewatching it for this probably what fifth or sixth time after since 2014 it's it's good it gets it's good every time it's good every time. Has never let me down. Um, never, 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 ever, 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 never let me down. Um, but I will say something I did pick up on now, kind of older and more mature, and just you know, after living life a little bit more. Um, some of the things that did irk me throughout this drama, there were some kind of very, um, like there were sexist moments in this drama, very much so. Um, like Zhang Mi and her kind of hopping between a couple guys, you know, like there's like some kind of stigma and connotation that they try to place on her with that and try to make her feel bad about that. And I, you know, and I, I, I felt some kind of way about it watching it this time around because I was like, you know, what, Jong-mi can do whatever she wants, you know? Uh, so there were like, there are some very kind of sexist moments in this drama. Um, but I will say it does not completely take over the characters to the point where you, they're unlikable and they're just sexist pigs or anything like that. So I'm just going to say that. Um, and it's internalized as well as far as some of the female characters they also kind of have internalized some of these spots and they make moves and decisions based off of the way they think others are viewing them but you know I think that's still commentary I think that still makes a point um and I still like I said don't think that took away from any of the individual characters even in the moments of having those kind of like little little cringy moments where I was like I don't really like that um but either way beautiful drama beautiful drama so funny so well written, so well thought out, so well acted. I mean, come on, Handru, she has not acted since, I don't believe. And it's, I miss her. I know she's a mom, I think right now living her life, but wow, she was, she's an absolute, she was an absolute star back then. And then Wu Jin, love him, always will love him. Um, he has this way about him when he acts where it's just like, I don't know how he does it. He gets me every time. Um, and yeah, just beautiful, wonderful. I do recommend this drama. I wish more people have seen, have watched this drama. Like I said, it, I think, went on the radar a little bit back when it aired. And I still think most people don't know much about it. So this is just my way of kind of, you know, throwing it back <laughs> with Marriage Not Dating so that I can let maybe other people know a little bit about it just in case you might want to check it out. But yeah, it's a great great ride. Wonderful, wonderful ride. So, you know, I think this is my first episode of this series, uh, my Throwing It Back with Lola series. Um, Let me know if you like it, if you think I should do more, because if you do, I have another drama I just finished finished rewatching, and I would love to do another kind of episode about that one. Um, A little bit 
not as old, maybe it is as, as marriage, not dating. I think it's around the same time. So yeah, I am, I would love to do that. I love to keep this going. If you like it, give me some feedback. Um, I try to be a little bit more structured, like I said, and continue to kind of keep it a little concise, but I know I did not do it as well as I thought I was going to do. So I'll do better next time if you let me do another one. <laughs> so, so let me know your thoughts. Uh, but yeah, so that has been throwing it back with Lola and marriage not dating. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.